This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Uh, my question is, what is Dogecoin? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. It's a good question. Well, it's the future of currency. It's an unstoppable financial vehicle that's going to take over the world. I, I get that, but uh, what is it, man? <laughs> I keep telling you, it's a cryptocurrency you can trade for conventional money. Oh, so it's a hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. Why did you say that, man? Father, everybody. It's a hustle. To the moon. A hustle? What? Come on, I don't agree one bit with Tesla's boss, Elon Musk. But believe me, many people actually did. And even now, almost a week After that appearance on Saturday Night Live, Dogecoin is trading down. It was honestly very different though, just hours before the show went live. Traders wanted to place bets, build new positions on India's largest crypto exchange, Wazirex, in anticipation of a price tear because Musk is a huge crypto geek who was even willing to accept Bitcoins or Doge for telling Tesla were in for a rude shock. Much to their horror, they just could not transfer funds. Nobody could figure what was going on. So several took to social media to vent their frustration. It turned out, just like ICICI Bank a few days prior, even Paytm's Paytm Bank were refusing to accept any payments linked to crypto trades. The tension between banks and the crypto community, and trust me, this is a massive and fast-growing community in the world and even in India, has been brewing for a while. But this took the form of a knockout punch. It's Friday, not the 13th, and you're listening to The Morning Brief. I'm Arjit Barman from The Economic Times. But why are banks suddenly playing spoil sport when even the Supreme Court is fine with it? The finance minister also seems to say, let's regulate and not ban. Then, what's the big deal? To help me mine all these questions, I've invited the man who's making the headlines. Nischal Shetty, founder and CEO of Azirex, India's largest crypto exchange. Joining Nischal, two of my colleagues who have been closely following this space and writing extensively about it. Shugato Ghosh and Apurva Mittal. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. Nishal, I want to start by asking you, with banks increasingly resisting payments for crypto trades, how certain are you about the future of the crypto industry in India? Yeah, Rijit, uh, first, thanks a lot for inviting me on this podcast. I'm glad to be here. Like you said, there was this, uh, uh, a lot of people were looking forward to the weekend uh, for uh, Elon Musk to appear on SNL, and, uh, which he did. And, uh, but unfortunately, um, neither us or any other exchanges were able to process the deposits because uh, at the last moment, we saw that banks, one of the bank pulled off, the other bank had some trouble uh, servicing the industry. Uh, during that brief moment, about two days, I think two or three days. Uh, and even now the situations are better than weekend, but it's still not solved where we are still trying to figure out which uh, would be the banks that would want to service the industry in the right way. 
and not have to like you know be worried uh, will there be banking tomorrow or not because right now the industry is in that situation where it's thinking will we have banking tomorrow and what about day after Correct. so yeah i think uh, it's it, that's the situation as i'm today you don't sound confident and this and this this coming from the largest crypto exchange my worry is uh, the inconvenience it can cause to our customers uh, the end users in india and uh, we have over 3 million people who are on our platform and india has about uh, 15 million people that's 1.5 crore indians who are into crypto wow so it is going to affect all of them so how big is this investor pool i mean roughly i mean about yeah uh, about 1.5 crore and i'm being very conservative i'm sure it is far higher but i think 1.5 crore indians uh, in india own about 15000 plus crore worth of crypto assets hold on hold on what did you say 15000 crore yes wow that's the wealth that has been created in our country thanks to this uh, technology so let me let me get this straight 1.5 crore indians hold 15000 crore worth of crypto holdings just indians yes wow this is huge and growing absolutely correct? so it took us 3 years to get to 2 million people but just in last month we got 1 million people signed wow that's the kind of growth that we are experiencing right now in one month 1 million new addition yes 1.1 million actually in april 2021 for just for wazirx and as a sector wow. i think it's it's growing in the similar pace i think if there is any worry for me it is always going to be that these people are the ones who will be directly affected even if that's for a brief moment maybe a week or month i don't know but uh, that is something that's definitely a worry for me because what happened this weekend is perhaps a stark reminder that this is a problem uh, that's been brewing between you know the blockchain entrepreneurs the cryptocurrency sector and banks in india for a while it's not that you know it happened for the first time on saturday yeah um, it's been an ongoing thing uh, on and off i would say but uh, since the supreme court judgment came we've not had this kind of trouble because the judgment was very clear that uh, banks are supposed to work with the industry they can do that but sugato what are you picking up you know what led to this sudden provocation why are banks suddenly doing this okay so why now exactly now i can i can think of two reasons uh, one silly and one subtle <laughs> now the silly or the more it can sound a little trivial but i can't ignore it okay uh, the decision of one of the crypto players to advertise and sponsor mm-hmm. ipl may have drawn the attention and it could have stoked a simmering controversy bhai sahab bitcoin mein trade karne ke liye kab se kam kitne paise chahiye सिर्फ सौ रुपए में स्टार्ट कर सकते हो एंड टेक्स ओनली फाइव मिनट्स एंड द सेकेंड रीजन इज दैट द आरबीआई इज कंप्लीटिंग द इंस्पेक्शन ऑफ फाइनेंशियल ईयर ट्वेंटी ऑफ मेनी बैंक कंप्लीटेड द इंस्पेक्शन एंड माई सेंस इज दैट इन देयर इंस्पेक्शन रिपोर्ट दे आर मेकिंग वेरी स्टेट कमेंट्स that uh, there have been crypto transactions uh-huh. now banks have to respond to inspection observations and banks don't want such observations in their inspection reports now uh, remember one thing for banks uh, rbi rbi's wish is the law true so even if rbi doesn't say anything 
they interpret. And, uh, this, and this strange silence of RBI is being interpreted by banks in different ways. Remember, for RBI, when it comes to RBI, not replying is also a reply. That's interesting. If I may just come in there. Yes, please. You know, so on the face of it, of course, it looks like uh, it's been a sudden provocation. But, you know, as we've already reported, uh, major banks were still not working with uh, the exchanges after the, the Supreme Court ruling. And yeah, uh, the Dogecoin mania, the increased heightened trading volume and the activity and of and IPL did make the regulators do a double take because it, you know, it reflects that the exchanges are making big money. But uh, so, so mm-hmm. sources also tell me that actually it's not all that sudden. If we look back, RBI has been skeptical of the industry and issuing circulars for like close to 10 years now. And most of us were expecting the cryptocurrency and regulation, uh, the bill to be tabled in the February session and it got pushed because of various reasons. And then in March, when F- F- the finance minister signaled at a calibrated approach, uh, sources say that, you know, it kind of reflected that uh, the government is uh, adopting a more pro-regulatory stance instead of an outright ban, and which uh-huh. led to the, the... That's how it should be in any case. Nobody, I think everybody wants regulation, not banning. Exactly. So which is actually causing the, the recent re- uh, restrictions. Uh-huh. Yes, and, and Shugato uh, says, he started by saying silly and a subtle factor. If I can draw parallels here, uh, even the gaming companies, especially fantasy leagues, uh, the moment they became more mainstream, started advertising in popular sports channels and, and networks and IPL, you know, they faced a lot of flack. They became a legal fight. So maybe, you know, IPL, if the moment you advertise an IPL, something uh, somewhere some trigger goes off and uh, there is there is a blowback uh, that that often happens but still just want to understand this uh, you know for the uninitiated like me can you explain the banks if they start stopping the trades why is it a body blow why can't you and i or shugato or apurva or anyone use say our credit cards or use upi to make a transaction. After all, NPCI has not blocked uh, fund movements for cryptocurrency trades. So even if half a dozen banks, I mean, they can be big banks like ICICI, Axis, City, Standard Chartered, or even some would say PSU organizations like, say, a Bank of Baroda, stop uh, these trades or restrict. Why is it such a big deal? But the problem is these are always based on top of some of the banks. Ultimately, your UPI provider would be one of the banks. And if that bank is not allowing, then they what they do is they don't allow on any of the platforms, be it credit cards, be it UPI, NEFT, IMPS, they don't allow at all. Despite that, you'll always find some banks which will want to service. The problem with the smaller banks is if they don't have the technology, it will be difficult for us to process this in an automated fashion. One of the reasons why I started Vazirek was back in 2017, again, there were similar issues. But it was less with banks, more with uh, the exchange space being very new in, in the country. So by the time I bought Bitcoin, the price had almost 30, 30% or 40% gone up when I, when I bought in the exchange that existed. And I was so frustrated, which ended up uh, me building Vazirx uh, so that we can solve this issue. And Shugato, exactly. I mean, isn't the silence of RBI just baffling? You have a Supreme Court who is taken a very different view. You have a finance minister who's talking of a middle path 
and but the RBI is not saying anything. Now look, in our country, innovation, we don't have a culture of innovation, number one. Number two, failures are rarely forgiven. And for many banks, Supreme Court may be supreme, but RBI is God. So look at the sequence of events. In 2018, RBI bans it. In 2020, March, Supreme Court sets aside the ban. Ideally, RBI should have come out with a follow-up circular allowing crypto trades. True. But RBI does not come out with a circular. Now, so there is a regulatory void. And this void is being interpreted by banks, different banks, in different ways. Now, banks, particularly MNC banks or the large banks, they're very scared of RBI strictures. Because if, if there is a problem later, they don't want to be pulled up. Exactly. Now, we don't even have a regulation. Uh, Nishal and other members of the crypto community, they're asking for regulation. But remember one thing. Regulation is a far cry when we don't have the basic definitions in place. Exactly. We don't know whether crypto is a currency or an asset. Whether, whether, whether a crypto transaction is a capital tra account transaction or a current account transaction. Should crypto be a part of the Securities Contract Regulation Act? This is a field which is least understood by the government, by the regulator. So this is so this crypto trading, the stakes in crypto trade are going up, where people are investing large volumes of money, and we are no and we have no rules, no regulations, not even the basic definitions. So so this is a dangerous territory, if you ask me. This is exactly like say e-commerce or you know uh, payments or fintech. Uh, you know we just evolve as we go along. We don't you know since it's these are new. A, New technologies, uh, you know, new even set the, of entrepreneurs. Even the whole cab industry, for example. and, and Even the ride-hailing, yeah, exactly. Ride even ride-hailing. Yeah, but Absolutely. crypto touches a more fundamental issue because crypto can either be a currency or an asset. Now, traditionally, currencies are issued True. by the sovereign, the government or the central bank and backed by the sovereign. Exactly. And assets have certain things underlying. So in crypto, it is very different. It's decentralized. And there is nothing underlying the asset. Because if you are bu buying a mutual fund unit, the value of the unit rests on the underlying stocks. If you are buying a commodity futures, it rests on the underlying stocks, the stocks of the commodities lying in the warehouses. But in case of crypto, what is the underlying asset? And if it is a currency, can a private player issue a currency? Isn't that a fantastic thing? I mean, uh, is it? can it last? Correct. So yeah. these questions have to be addressed, acknowledged, and understood by the regulator and the government before we tread this path. Apurva, I want to get you in here. You talk to one very important stakeholder in this whole uh, chain of events, which is, you know, the payment aggregators, other fintech players, you know, who play a very key role in facilitating these transactions. What are they telling you? I'm sure you've been in touch with them, uh, you know, and especially been what's been happening uh, you know in the backdrop of what's been happening in the last few days yeah so so the sense that i have gotten um, in most of the conversations is that payment aggregators actually want to work with the crypto exchanges and they are in fact pro regulations um few mm -hmm. of the largest ones in india were actually the first to work uh, with the industry years ago because you know all said and done as 
some of you alluded to it earlier it is a lucrative business and they feel like they're missing out on a big opportunity by losing this however payment gateways are um, you know are being blocked by the banks in various way for instance there's a merchant id that's issued by banks to work with the business and banks are not issuing that to uh, to the gateways to work with crypto exchanges and among the reasons that's causing the worry is of course the heightened trading activity and the possibility of money laundering so banks have actually asked payment gateways to inquire about the settlement process with the crypto exchanges but you know one thing that gives me some hope nischal is the fact that banks might be pushing back but you have technology gurus like say nandan nilakani a very influential voice or even ice spirit again a very influential group picking up uh, the fight on behalf of blockchain entrepreneurs i remember i think last month uh, nandan tweeted and was very active on social media so it's not all lost really i mean one set may resist but another set of of technology entrepreneurs are clearly backing and entrepreneurs like you so it's clearly game on we are seeing this globally like an elon musk is talking about crypto for a reason he's he's again a guy who has a background in technology and he's been deep into it and the better thing is in india if you see uh, while we do hear reports of uh, all these negative aspects or direction for crypto our finance minister has specifically told that india wants to participate we are very clear that we are not shutting all options off we will allow a certain amount of uh, a window for people to uh, you know use so that experiments in uh, the blockchain the uh, bit uh, bitcoin or whatever you may want to call it the cryptocurrency experiments and fintech which depend on such experiments will have that window available for them we are not going to shut it off all and i think that's the biggest uh, stamp of biggest uh, sign, approval yes, of yeah and i think that in fact as an industry we are very excited uh, and for the first time this happened this year until last year uh, we've never heard anything from our government in uh, officially shugato but you talk to a lot of crypto investors or who now want to join the party now in this policy void what would be the predicament of this community now there may be a lurking anxiety among some investors whether they can exit and sell their cryptos at the right time and right price if more and more banks clamp down on payments linked to cryptos now all investors are not tech savvy they may not figure out a way to sell their cryptos to an overseas buyer first the price would be lower because indian crypto prices are always at a premium to global prices then there would be conversion charges and as you receive the money the foreign exchange charges and the bank charges and finally you may end up losing also there is no clarity whether these cross border deals are entirely legal exactly but i want to understand you can officially through official channels remit money to a certain amount 250000 us dollars i think every year overseas so nischal can i then therefore send the money overseas and do the trade offshore even if there is some issues uh, or you know there is there is a regulatory backlash here and um, not that easy because uh, while you can send crypto anywhere to cash out you need fiat and uh, it doesn't matter what country you sell you'll need to have a bank account in that country to be able to right. you know convert the crypto to fiat and eventually also then find 
the right way to bring it to india it's a very complicated process and it's not for the uh, regular people in the country to go that route no because i was wondering that now i can understand people are restricted there's not much international travel happening but you know this is this is a digital asset if i can call it and therefore i can literally carry it around in my pen drive trade overseas these are i mean geographical borders are just artificial barriers correct so yeah. you know in a free world uh, you know if 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 i'm well healed yes i mean i have to be upwardly mobile or or globally mobile and i can do these transactions all over the world even the laws are very different for instance you're talking of using the lrs the liberalized remittance route to yes, 50000 yes. to buy cryptos abroad now the thing is that the lrs circular the directive of uh, rbi directive makes no mention of cryptos when the lrs circular was first drafted 20 years ago there was no cryptos now down the uh, down the years the circular has never updated. been updated uh. and since rbi wants to maintain a silence and keep this uh, preserve this air of vagueness it has it says nothing whether it is allowed or disallowed yes but sure to hear isn't there a dichotomy on one hand central banks including rbi you know, i've been reading have been talking of centralized digital currency so in a way they're acknowledging the underlying blockchain technology but at the same time there's a as you're saying a reluctance to accept or allow crypto trade you know the blockchain technology is different blockchain technology the benefits of it have to be exploited that is another thing but on crypto we have major concerns from the financial stability angle we have shared it with the government government will consider and take a call you just listen to the rbi governor shaktikant das the centralized cryptocurrency is a misnomer because the essence of cryptocurrency is decentralized in nature same time china has banned crypto trades within the country or by the chinese interesting apurva you wrote a very interesting story this week which clearly states that the investor pool in india is increasing so it's no longer just a millennial thing it's it's you know people the age group of 30 or 40 even 40 plus they are getting hooked on to this so what's really happening what's prompting this age group yeah you know i mean if you look at the boom in the industry uh, both in terms of sign ups and the trading volume it, it, in recent months it feels like there's no regulatory uncertainty whatsoever and like rightly pointed out when we think of crypto and we see the kind of people who talk about it it has a very millennial vibe um, and the numbers reflect that like most of the majority of the traders in india are actually uh, under 35 the idea sparked from a conversation i had with one of the executives at crypto exchanges uh, last month who said that there's a growing interest in uh, citizens over 65 who are investing in crypto and their trading activity matches those of young investors so several things about that caught my attention and i reached out to get data and, and as it turns out um, for instance on vizier x the user signups over 45 have shot up by 337% in uh, the last two months and it, in on wow. zepay in the last one year it's been over 700% and funnily my my father too was asking me about it uh, a few weeks ago so you know like of course the increased attention in ma- mainstream media broadcast media ipl ads and uh, acceptance of institutions 
as well as companies like PayPal and MasterCard is contributing to it. But at the end of the day, parents and grandparents and the 45 plus age group is turning to kids to learn and talk about crypto. I actually spoke to a lot of uh, you know young kids who are under 20 and who, who get most of the information from Twitter, Discord, and other social channels. And they've been convincing their parents to get into it. And uh, most of them were actually hesitant initially because of the regulatory uncertainty. But uh, then these kids are you know actually showing them the, the returns they've made. If you look at age group over 45, they've invested in things like real estate, stock markets, those kind of things make sense. So what happens at the end of the day that the children end up being uh, their parents' portfolio managers? So Shugato, how, how would this stack up vis-a-vis other asset classes? I mean, tiny or, uh, you know, it's the growth that's, that's staggering. So, so compared to other asset classes, it's still very small, but the growth has been very sharp. In fact, it has been, uh, it has been the fastest when you compare it with other asset classes. Right. So that is that now that brings us to the two important things is that whether the traditional sellers of these other assets, whether they are conspiring against crypto. Because uh, no wealth manager would like your savings to go to crypto when he's sitting to sell insurance or mutual funds or stocks. Now, it's a conspiracy theory, but I'm just asking. It's an interesting question. So that's particularly why the government should come out with regulations, whether you should have a separate regulator or whether RBI does it, the government should come out with a bill, the government should at least clear the air what it thinks about crypto, because you can't let an asset class grow every day, and still don't have the rules of the game. Absolutely. So that it just adds to yes, the income tax should spell out the income tax laws should spell out that if you gain from crypto, whether the full income tax rate of 32% will be levied or you'll have to pay a capital gains tax, whether your crypto holdings like other assets need to be disclosed in your assets, uh, in your returns. So these rules are not there. Once these rules come and the government should understand the importance of coming out with these rules before the sector becomes too big and there is a problem and then everybody starts blaming each other. But probably if we give them the benefit of doubt, Perhaps the policymakers in Mumbai as well as in New Delhi are, are distracted at the moment. I mean, COVID, pandemic, how do you handle Absolutely. all this Absolutely. is taking all the minds. Yeah, yeah. This is very low on the priority list now. On the priority list. Yes. But uh, we, are, we are running uh, really out of time. So just quick questions uh, to Nishchal. What next? What are the immediate next few steps? I mean, there are two aspects. One is there was a lot of venting online, which we saw. Uh, you know, over the last few days. How do you pacify users? That's point number one. Point number two, what are you guys collectively, WazirX and, and some of your other peers, uh, doing vis-a-vis the regulators or the banks? Have you sought meetings with RBI, with the banks, with the finance ministry, etc.? Yeah, uh, so for users, I think uh, end of the day, it is about communicating and telling them what is the situation, which is also, you know, one of the reasons why we, we are being very transparent. From the regulatory point of view and from the banking point of view, we don't see this as like a magic bullet solution where, you know, we do this and it'll solve. So we're doing multiple things. Uh, first and foremost, uh, like recently, we just uh, as, uh, 
in association with uh, india tech which is which is like a um, non uh, non profit body which is sort of helping the crypto the whole startup industry in india they've released uh, two white papers and which focuses on some key things that the uh, government and the regulators can do to ensure that uh, the crypto sector is well regulated and uh, all the things are done in the right way so that's something that has come out now uh, we are also talking to banks and some of the things like we hear confusion questions for them from them so we're preparing notes and details and data for them like to give you an example i wouldn't want to name the bank but someone want one of the bank which was trying to see if they can work with industry they wanted a detailed statement of all the transactions that have happened um, I, you know uh, like a overview to understand what sort of transactions happen the size of transactions so we we did collect and uh, you know uh, summarize and provided in that so that they have more visibility there's also so, sort of a, a push and a pull between different sections of the bank departments of the bank where the business department seems to be they openly tell me be please work with us <laughs> and then they're like you know we have the uh, compliance team where we have to explain this to them and we have to work with them so that seems to be a push and a pull within the departments itself uh, which i see as a positive thing because now we have one entry door so we're trying to explore that as well and i uh, yeah I, and as part of uh, imai where uh, we are we have a subcommittee called the bscc blockchain and crypto council we have a self regulatory code of conduct that we've applied on each of us where we do kyc ml uh, customer protection and now we're going to get, the next phase is getting audited through a third party so while we can self regulate we also want to make sure we also get audited and this is so that we don't wait for regulations and blame that the government's uh, not regulating us so you know we, we don't do anything but we are going to make sure we follow this code of conduct that we have and get ourselves audited to get make sure that everyone in the industry who's part of it is following this hopefully that will indeed pacify or soothe nerves shoto yeah. the last word uh, to you um, but let's be honest there is also Uh, a fad element to all this right i mean every time elon musk says something you know uh, a dogecoin or ethereum they'll go up or go down you know i don't want to be as harsh as say a jamie demon who in 2017 called bitcoins a fraud worse than the tulip bulbs but uh, there is also this element of speculation this you know and which 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 you know then also um you know fits into this whole narrative of the bank that you know look these guys are you know uh, gaming the system so to speak look uh, all asset classes go up or down they can be talked up or talked down and they and they react to sound bites so i am not worried about that the other thing which i would uh, don't quite agree with you if it that if it was a tulip mania it wouldn't have lasted for close to say a decade i mean you wouldn't have lasted Correct. i mean no no mania lasts for so True. long i mean so many sovereigns have tried to understand ban and then lifted the ban some of the liberal democracies they have acknowledged cryptos okay these liberal democracies are far more uh, tolerant to technological innovations but they have understood the importance of crypto or they have acknowledged it as a new innovation so you can't just uh, wish it away as a tulip mania correct it is for real and it is definitely here to stay my take 
One would have thought the Reserve Bank of India, which tried in 2018 to cut off the digital asset industry's links to local bank accounts, would now take a more pragmatic view towards innovation, considering cryptos have now got some sort of legitimacy from even our apex courts. With influential tech industry evangelists evoking the vision of a billion smartphones acting as gateways to the brave new world of decentralized finance, it's time to think out of the box instead of imposing impractical, impossible to enforce ban on cryptocurrencies. Millennials have already embraced tokens. So have their mothers and mossas. By all means, regulate. Take baby steps. That will be just fine, considering that the still modest size of the decentralized finance industry, which needs time to mature. As the green sill capital fiasco showed, even promising innovations in closely supervised conventional finance aren't without their big blow-ups. But think about this. Traditional banks are slow and expensive, while finance by large e-commerce or big tech firms could get just too dominant. At the very least, these cryptos or any other form of decentralized finance offers a third option. Nischal, Apurva, Shugato, thank you very much for this fascinating chat. I'm sorry I've got to end here. We've completely run out of time. But I hope we can have you guys back very soon. Clearly, picture abhi bohat baki hai dost on this fast developing story. I'm Arjit Barman and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited and coordinated by Shashwat Mohanty and Anjali Velugopalan. The clips are courtesy SNL, Coinswitch Kuber, India Today Group and TV18. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We look forward to your feedback. Write to us at themorningbrief at timesgroup.com. And if you like this episode, please share on your social media handles. We'll really appreciate it. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursdays and Friday. Thank you for listening in and have a nice day. Eid Mubarak to everyone. Stay safe, get vaccinated and wear your mask. Goodbye and good luck.